presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick six podcast picks for week number nine in the National Football League. We have a huge show for you guys today. Coming up a little later, Pete Prisco and Will Brinson sat down with CBS Sports NFL analyst, Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Founts. You're not going to want to miss that. And plus, the four horsemen are all here to make our picks against the spread in week number nine. We have all really stunk it up, so all of us looking for no, a no, bounce. No, 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 no. Four and one last week for me. Stop with the stunk it up. You right? stunk so it up. So you got, you got a shout out in the Team Odd Shark email, I believe. I think I went one yeah. and four last week. Current standings per producer, famed producer, our good friend Eric Depardo. I think we're just we're doing that pronunciation, right? Desjardins. Desjardins, sorry. Desjardins. I can't even get the mispronunciation right. That's how bad I am at this. Pete, leader in the clubhouse on the in the best bets, nineteen twenty one. I should also point out that my week was so terrible overall that Pete jumped me in the standings. So all that smack talking I thought that I was gonna be safe from, eh, not so much. Nick, next up, 16-22-2. and two. God, that is Yours. horrendous. Not as horrendous as my standings, 13-27. and 27. I'm terrible. Oh, my God. We're yes, awful. And even Some of us are hovering near week. 500, though. Some of us are hovering near 500. Congrats. Uh-huh. You're just slightly. Yeah, way to go, this. dude. Hey, you All try right. it sometime, Lockerford. Lockerford, I'm, I'm nine and four. Nick. I pick every game, Pete. Hey, Nick, I pick every hey, Nick, game, Hey, Nick, you're right about him, all. though. Nick is right about him. You think you're like the soothsayer picker over there. Uh, and no, he's he oh, yeah, it's easy to, easy to do. Nine and four last week. Nine and four is all I know. Well, all JLC know. Sits, sits up in the eye of Documented. 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 Casting judgment down on everybody. Picks one game a week. Put me on a 1-800 call in, man. There he is, JLC. I got the mouths of Let's go. All right, first up, guys. We have the Philadelphia. No, we don't want to hear from that stupid dog. Philadelphia Eagles hosting Brock Osweiler and the Denver Broncos. JLC, actually, we'll start with you and Copper here. The Eagles are seven and a half point favorites in this spot over Denver at home. Copper and I like the Eagles. Won't say I love them, but like the Eagles here. Don't want to overthink this one too much. Uh, Brock stinks. There's not going to be much of a lift there. Uh, that He's not an inspiring individual. He's just biding time till Paxton Lynch is healthy enough to play. So that doesn't inspire much with me in terms of the Broncos actually getting it right offensively, defensively. They're still good. They're not great. They're not transcendent. And uh, I like the little spark that, that the Eagles will get from the move they made. My favorite running back, a Jaye, a Jaye, call him what you will. Uh, a JJ, a JJ, a JJ, whatever. <laughs> it's you know, another, another, uh, you know, another piece in their in their sort of repertoire. There, he's not going to get twenty five carries a game or anything like that. But it puts a little more heat on everybody else there to step up. I like it, man. I, I like the Eagles. I think they're the better team here. I think they take care of business, win by ten points or more. I also like the Eagles. I don't love them, but uh, I like the Eagles. I, I think. The, the, Brock Osweiler is awful. The the offensive line isn't playing great. The pass rush is going to get all over him. He's going to turn the ball over two or three times. Uh, it's a big number, but I still like the Eagles. 
I like the Eagles too. I mean, it, yeah, the number's going up to nine, I think. Um, just at sports books, obviously we're not using that. We're using, what are we using? Eight and a half for the, uh, well, no, but, um, but it is worth noting here in the, uh, in the super contest line. Actually, you know, that's my fault. We should use the super contest line. So let's use eight and a half here. They still both like the Eagles, but it's worth noting that at Pinnacle, which is the sharpest sports book, it is seven and a half in favor of Philadelphia right now. Wow. I mean, the, look, the, 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 the math to me says you got to go with the Broncos because it's just a huge line and everybody's all over the Eagles that's moving towards the Broncos. But I mean, when you say the, say it out loud, Brock Osweiler starting for the Broncos in Philadelphia at a one o'clock game against an incredible defense with an offensive line that stinks. Maybe the Broncos can turn over the Eagles a couple of times. Um, I like the Eagles here. Guys. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to call my shot right now. Not only will Brock Osweiler and the Broncos cover the spread on Sunday in Philadelphia, the Denver Broncos are going to go into Philadelphia and win the game outright. How stupid uh, the, are you? The NFL makes no like, crazier things have happened. Yeah, I think yeah Bron- crazier things have happened. I think the Broncos defense is going to play really well. I think the Bloom's going to come off the rose for Carson Wentz a little bit. He's due for a bad game. I think this Broncos defense is going to be absolutely sensational. And Brock Osweiler, worth noting, obviously an abject failure in Houston. Uh, obviously did not look good with the Cleveland Browns in the preseason. But it's worth noting, the last time that we saw Osweiler in a Broncos uniform back in 2015, he was more than functional. He was pretty good. He won a couple of those games for Denver. Yeah, they on their they, had, they had the best defense in the NFL in a top 10 running game, too. I mean, what the hell was Brock Osweiler? He was throwing for a buck 85 a game. I mean, let's, no, let's be real like, about what was no, going like, on there. No, but, like, I'm not saying the guy was John Elway, but he was not bad when he was the Broncos quarterback. He was a lot better in Denver, certainly, than he was in Houston, and certainly than we saw in Cleveland. I'm not saying he's going to go hey, out there. He's and all yours, buddy. You got him. How about it, Dick? How about it? I'll, I'll, take, yeah. I'll take him. He's yours. I'll go buy what, the jersey. They are one of my to me, and I'll have copper defecate on that as well. That is – it's one of my best bets this week. Love the Denver Broncos. Uh, I, I will say that the Eagles are due for one of these games. I thought it was going to be last week. They, they did it last week, dude. They didn't show up for 30 minutes, and then they still won by 30 freaking points. Yeah, well, that was against C.J. Beathard and the Niners. This against the Brock Lobster. Oh, right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's stay inside the uh, the NFC East for the home team here as the New York Giants come off the bye minus cornerback Janoris Jenkins welcoming in the Los Angeles Rams also off the bye guys the Rams in this spot three and a half point road favorites Jason Lockanfora who do you like here Rams and Giants again Copper and I are not going to overanalyze this one of these teams is good while it still has flaws it's flaws that they can generally overcome one of these teams is not good and has flaws that it has not been able to overcome pretty much every single week. How can you hurt the Rams? You could run it down their throat. Do the Giants run it down anybody's throat? No. Do the Giants have a home field advantage? No. These fans will be ready to turn on them immediately. I think it's also <laughs> supposed to be a pretty gorgeous weekend, and it's the uh, New York City Marathon. So I think a lot of fans might show up as empty seats and continue. You know, that, that's what they wore for Halloween, and they're going to wear it to the stadium too. Um, corollary. I don't know if you guys saw this. You probably didn't because I don't know if it made air or not or it was just on the dirty feed, which is what you see on the satellite um, between, while they're in commercial break. But there was a shot of the Meadowlands last week, halftime of that Jets-Atlanta game. There were people leaving that. Now, it was horrible weather and all that, but the Jets were, like I think, leading at the half. It was a close game. I have never seen a shot like that in my life. People by the dozen streaming out to their cars at halftime. Like it was a fairly mass exodus. Anyhow. The the Rams will win this game. 
I think the Rams will win the game. Uh, I think the Giants are a disarray. I think the coaching staff is in disarray. I think the players are revolting. I think it's bad. There's no discipline there, and and clearly it's going to come unraveled, and they're going to have to make a coaching decision at the end of the season. Uh, they're not good enough right now. The Rams coming off a bye. I know it's a long trip. Give me the Rams. I'm going to take the Giants here um, for the same. Look, it's three and a half. It's a one o'clock game on the East Coast with the West Coast team coming. By the way, three for three last week on those uh, on those on those East Coast teams covering the first half spreads. If you parlayed that, you've done pretty well. Hopefully, you did that parlay. Did you get in on that? Did you get in on that, Brenton? No, I didn't. I'm an idiot. Um, huh. Parlay the uh, the Eagles and the Giants this week. In the first half, I like the Giants to keep it close enough to cover the three and a half. I like there's, I don't disagree with you. There's no reason to really like the Giants. The offensive line's been playing a little bit better. Defense for LA, not as good as the Seattle defense. They got to summon some pride here, steal a game. Uh, I like him to maybe win this game and to, uh, to certainly cover. Um, I've gone back and forth on this because you could, well, you're right. Like sort of math kind of dictates here. And this is a spot where the Giants should cover, but I can't disagree with what Jason and Pete said. And as a Giants fan, I know this, like this team's in disarray right now. And it seems like Ben McAdoo's lost control. And Jason, to your point, if I still lived up North and I had tickets to this game, there is a 0.0% chance that I would attend. And I feel like a lot of my friends probably feel the same way. I don't know. I think the crowd could easily turn on the Giants if this starts poorly. I will begrudgingly take the Giants with the points just to make a pick, but it will not be one of my best bets because I think the Rams are a lot better than the Giants. Rams have something to play for. Giants playing for the for the offseason. We'll see who the next coach is going to be. Let's move on now to the NFC South, guys, where my New Orleans Saints, you all laughed at me when I took the Saints to win the NFC South. Who's laughing now? Tough guys. The Saints hosting the 2-5 and five Buccaneers. Jason, New Orleans, a seven-point home favorite. I'm of the same mindset here. We're in the middle of the season. We, we've got a, a fairly deep degree of empirical evidence on these teams and who they are. They're showing us who they are at this point. I'm inclined to believe. Now it's a week-to-week league and crazy stuff happen. And, and would I be stunned if this is the week that Tampa gets off the mat and shows some pulse? No, I guess I wouldn't. But I'm also not really buying it. And the fact that they finally got some defense last week and the offense offered nothing in return. Um, I think Jameis Winston's more injured than is being let on. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of esprit de corps among the skill players on that offense right now. I think they're wallowing. I think they're feeling sorry for themselves. And I think they're, they're sitting there wondering, um, okay, so like, who's my coach going to be next year? And do they fire the GM too? And what the hell's going to happen here? And can I still get my contract extension if they do fire the GM? I, I don't, I don't get a, I don't get a, a, a great vibe there. Um, New Orleans offense, not quite as prolific. I wish this number was more like four and a half or five, and I might love it, but I don't. <laughs> I'll live with it. I'll take the Saints. I think the Bucks have major problems, and and I normally in this spot I would love to be able to take them here. And the defense did play better last week, but that's Carolina's offense, which is a joke. Uh, this is going to be a tough challenge for that defense on that fast track. I, I, you know, Drew Brees is still. I said this stat out today. He's still second in the league in twenty plus pass plays, and to Tom Brady, and he's tied for first with forty plus pass plays. I think I think they're going to hit them over the top a bunch. I don't love the Saints, but I like the Saints. I'm I'm done taking loving spreads with huge spreads. You know, like like New Orleans should have effing covered that nine points against Chicago. It's they it's really should absurd. have. Well, the Ingram annoying. fumbles. I mean, yeah. if the Ingram fumbles are turned into field goals, which they were easily going to, then they do cover. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they should have covered it. They didn't. It's really annoying. Wow, uh, welcome, of, welcome, welcome to gambling, Will Brinson. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean I, I, no, look, I mean, it happens, but like, like the Jets should have covered against the Falcons. I mean, like a pretty bad couple swings for me last week. So, and the know, Falcon, I, and the Falcons should have won the Super Bowl, and I shouldn't have lost a thousand dollars on the game or whatever I lost, but it happens. You shouldn't bet a thousand dollars on any game. Um, well, it's futures bets and personal bets. It was a lot of different things tied into Atlanta. Yeah, sure. No, look, Pete owns your life. That's fine. You lost a thousand dollars to Pete. It's no big deal. Um, anyway. I, I would take the Saints. It's not going to be one of my best bets, but the, the Buccaneers are <laughs> two, two and five. Jameis against Carolina. He is a homeless version of Cam Newton right now in terms of inaccuracy, wildly throwing it everywhere. He can't run though to help anything out. He's not getting protected. His receivers aren't helping him out. And that defense, I know your boy Mike Smith, Pete, um, did a really good job down the stretch last year, but that defense is a mess. Drew Brees is starting to feel it a little bit. We haven't gotten that signature Drew Brees game yet this season where he threw. He didn't have a passing touchdown last week, which I know is a testament to Vic Fangio and what the hell. I can't believe what what he's doing with Chicago is absolutely. I mean, dude, nobody on that team is any good, and the defense is killing people every year. Yeah, but anyway. It's impressive. Look, but I like New Orleans to go up top on Tampa Bay and hammer them. I think this would be a good team to tease this week, should you be inclined to do so. I got to tell you guys here, you guys know I love the New Orleans Saints, and I think the Saints are going to win this game. This is a overvalued, undervalued spot. Like, you are getting the lowest possible value on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here with how bad the Bucks have looked. And really, this is the high watermark for the Saints, who have won five straight games. Now, I still think the Saints are going to win. Still my pick to win the NFC South. I, though, love the wow. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay plus the seven points will be one of my best bets coming up on Sunday. The Saints win, but Tampa Bay covers. Now, Jason, to the best defense in the history of football. I know that you're excited for it. The Saxonville Jaguars with Marcel Darius and company hosting Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Saxonville JLC, a five-point home favorite. Uh, I don't I don't like this game. Shocker. Um, this is Shocker. yeah. Well, it's the first time I've said it. It's the first time I've blatantly said it. This podcast. I, I it won't be. It won't be the last though. Football. <laughs> it, well, it depends. It depends. Um, I just again my my reluctance to take Jacksonville is that they never sustain anything positive for more than like a week and a half. And but this should be a great spot for them. Cincinnati's offensive line is no good. Um. Last week they won, but they won barely. They probably shouldn't have won, and they got nothing going on. Prisco's boy uh, Ross, yeah, yeah, right. He's, you still think he's better than Juju? He that wasn't mine. That's, healthy, that's Nick's boy. That's Nick's really, guy. It's all, your, it's all of you. It's all you. I guarantee John Ross scores a long touchdown. That was a great. That was a, that was a great pick. Oh, they only overdrafted him by two rounds. Jason, um, yeah, I'm Jason, taking Jacksonville. Go ahead, play it, Eric. I guarantee John Ross scores a long touchdown against his brutal Colt secondary. Mm. And then Marvin. You the freaking field. Yo, yo, you know what? And you know whose fault that is? It's not John Ross's fault. It's Marvin Lewis's fault. It's Marvin no, Lewis's fault. You gotta be able, dude, you got to practice every now and then. you got to prove he that you know where the hell week. to be and what you're doing. I mean. But JLC, he practiced last week. A little bit. Well, obviously, they didn't like what they saw, right? Nick, he has more rush attempts this season than receptions. And more fumbles than receptions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's give, sometimes give me Jacksonville here. a little while to get going. It'll get going. Okay. All I like right. to see Corey, but Corey Davis, too, this week could get going. Who do you like? Spit out your pick. 
like I a said four? Jacksonville three times. I'm taking yeah. Jacksonville here. My concern is that Bortles is due to Bortle, and I, I could see uh, Lawson and, and some of those guys off the edge getting in his head a little bit, but give me Jacksonville. Is that, by the way, I just want one question answered. Is that defense in the conversation is one of the best in, to be the best in the league? It's in the conversation. Right. I, I wasn't ready to anoint them in week two like you, and I'm not well, ready to anoint them. You didn't project. Either. You got to project. Don't stop project the run. Get a they still chance. don't really stop the run. If they stop the run oh. better, I'd be willing. To, I'd be willing to say. To me, they that's the foundation. The well, that's why they went and got Darius to stop the run. And again, we'll see. We'll see. They, they've got, you know, they, they got thirty million dollars a year wrapped up in run stuffers. Let's see. Let's see it manifest. That's itself. irrelevant. That's Malik. irrelevant to the to the what we're talking about, Jason. Oh. You, you always go to the cap. The cap's irrelevant. God, right I can feel your pants tight. Like you're, you can sense your pants tightening over like over the air on this Jaguars defense, Pete. It's pretty incredible. No, it's a it's a really good defense, and it has to be because they play offense like they're in nineteen seventies. That's why it has to be. Um, look, the bottom line is I, I think Jack, I think the offensive line for the Bengals made the Colts. De- you should see that tape. They made the Colts defensive line look like the, the old, like Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis in their prime. They were bad last week. They're going to be even worse this week. Andy Dalton's in for a long day. Uh, five points is a lot, but I'll, I take the Jaguars. I don't love it though. I think the Bengals stink. Like they should have lost that game last week to the Colts. They were 10, 11 point favorites here. How are the Bengals going to score in this game? Like, no, don't worry about my pick. You go ahead. You go ahead. You oh, yeah, that's that, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I'll take Jacksonville because I don't think the Bengals will like score. Like a Sunday, he interrupts everybody. <laughs> that's fine. I'm just kidding. Um, I could have waited, but he was going to move to the next game, I was guessing. I figured I'd. Um, I, look, I'm taking the Bengals. I don't know why. I, like, I, d- d- you know what? I do know why. The Jaguars can't win two games in a row. They haven't done it. They had a bye that, week, though. Fear. It's different. They had fear. a bye week. There's a little difference there. Yeah, no, it's not. It's still Jacksonville. They'll find a way to lose this. I could see the Bengals bottling up for net. You make Bortles throw. You flip a couple of things on him, and all of a sudden you got a lead. Andy Dalton's feeding Joe Mixon all day long. I don't know why the hell I'm taking the Bengals. I'll take him anyway. Looking forward to Joe Mixon's stat line. 18 carries for 34 yards coming up against this Jaguars defensive line. Um yeah, I, I like I said, I don't know how the Bengals are going to uh, are going to score in this spot. I just I just don't really see it happening. So I will lay the five with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Moving on now to the Carolina Panthers minus Kelvin Benjamin, Jason. They are a one point favorite at home against Pete Prisco's Atlanta Falcons. My Atlanta Falcons. Oh come on, dude. They're your they're your just just own it, wear it, accept it, live it, breathe it. I don't give a crap who wins or loses unless it makes me look good. I can't remember who I picked in this game early in the week. I hate this game. There you um, go. There's number two. Give, me, two Atlanta, give me Atlanta. Give me Atlanta to win ugly. Um, Carolina looks to be even just the way it went down at the deadline. I, I don't. I, I, it's hard for me to vouch for what I'm seeing there. Defensively, they're excellent, and it was awesome to see Keekley back making an impact, but I think Atlanta can score one more or two more points than they do. So give me the Falcons to probably win ugly again, but they're not going anywhere. He has to put that in at the end. I hate this game, and they're not going anywhere. Uh, Jason Lockafora, every pick he makes. Um, I I love the Falcons in this game. This this Carolina Shocking. team is – the Carolina offense is atrocious. And I know, I know Atlanta's offense hasn't been very good, but this is really bad. I mean, they can't block anybody. Cam takes too many shots. He's inaccurate. They can't run the ball. So I think the only concern here with me is three straight road games for Atlanta. That's always a concern. This is a short trip, though. 
love the Atlanta Falcons in this game. Uh, I'll go Carolina Panthers here. Surprise, surprise. I think the Carolina's offense is actually better without Kelvin Benjamin in a weird way. Um, you know, you worry a little bit about the uh, morale in the locker room after they trade Cam's boy, Kelvin Benjamin, but they went to the Super Bowl without Kelvin. You know, had Greg Olson healthy and Ted Ginn, of course. I just don't think the Falcons are that good. And I think the Panthers will put pressure on Matt Ryan, put him on his back, and uh, maybe run the ball with Cam Newton a little bit, win the game. I just think this is a crazy spread, right? Because it intimates if the game were in Atlanta, the Falcons Four and a half would be point five. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't buy that at all. They're I think, begging you, begging you, begging you to take Carolina. I, I think a lot of people are going to take Atlanta in this game. And we've seen, actually, it's down to a pick now at Pinnacle after opening at Panthers minus one and a half. I will begrudgingly take the Panthers to essentially win what is a home pick here. Don't feel great about it, but I just feel like it's really good value with the Carolina Panthers at home. Although I do think it's possible that the Falcons, um, that win over the Jets will galvanize this team and the Falcons will go on a little bit of a run here. Um, speaking of teams that could go on a run, how about the Sean Watson, the, uh, the newly minted AFC offensive player of the month and the Houston Texans hosting Jacoby Brissett, Jason and the Colts. The Texans are nearly two touchdown favorites, 13 point favorites against Indy. Yeah, I don't you know. The more I look at these games, I don't know that I love anything, honestly, this week. I don't I don't get a good vibe at all. It's like but every week. I'm, what are you talking about? Nothing. Changes. No, there's usually two or three that I scream on. I don't know that I'm screaming on anything this week. Give me Houston. Indianapolis is Indianapolis doesn't know how to win football games. Um, they're they're a rudderless ship right now. They're they're actually I think they're worse now than they were three four weeks into the season when they were probably playing a little better than most people gave them credit for. Uh, Houston, my concerns though are, you know, you're coming back from a devastating loss in Seattle. You've traded your left tackle, who you could say is addition by subtraction because Dwayne Brown was clearly not long for that place. But he's also a pretty good football player, and players are continuing to rip the owner. I mean, you got Clowney dressing up, you know, what he did for how Like, this thing is not going away. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that they get, they, they get the uniform on and they line up out there and they start playing and they're thinking, I really, I really don't like Bob McNair. But I worry about the psyche of that team a little bit. Uh, and this is a big number. Are they two touchdowns better than Indianapolis? Yeah. Will it manifest itself? I hope so, because I'm picking the Texans. Yeah, I'm taking the Texans, too. Back-to-back road games for the Colts. They stink on defense, although they did show a little bit of life last week against Cincinnati. Uh, no Dwayne Brown is concerning, because whoever plays over there, whether it's Chris Clark, if he's back, ready to go, he stinks, too. Uh, that's going to be a problem. But Watson will make plays down the field. I think their defense is good enough to keep the Colts in check. It's a giant number, but I, I would lay it. I don't love it. I will take the Colts here. Don't know why. Huge number. It's too big a number. Bill O'Brien, by the way, 20, uh, 20 and three as a favorite since he took over the Houston Texans. However, he's, I've never been favored by double digits. Um, and I, I just think it's too much. Like Deshaun Watson will have a nice game. Everybody's all in on Deshaun Watson and, and Will Fuller having huge games this week. And when everybody's all in on something, it usually goes the other way. So I will, uh, I will, by the way, so I'm in a, I'm in a fa- nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I was trading with a buddy last night. He had two quarterbacks and I needed one. 
he had Drew Brees and Deshaun Watson. And he would he preferred to trade me Drew Brees over Deshaun Watson. How nuts is that? No, but Watson's like the number one quarterback in fantasy. Yeah. No, I know. He's like, I can't trade. He's like, I can't trade Watson. He's putting his numbers are huge. He's like, would you like Brees instead? So I traded him Brees for Doug Martin. Doug Martin for Drew Brees. That is, yeah, I think that I think I actually think that's, that's a pretty fair. It's a fair yeah, deal. But um, I, just find, I just think it's insane that like somebody would take. So we prefer – I mean, tell that to somebody before the season that you would right. prefer Deshaun Watson to Drew Brees. Oh, and, or that like Will Fuller is like like an untouchable right now. And forget yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Forget about him. Hopkins is the number one maybe overall player in fantasy right now. By the way, as if the Cleveland Browns didn't have a bad enough week, the AFC Player of the Month, Deshaun Watson, and the NFC Player of the Month, Carson Wentz. That's unfortunate. Will, Will, your Twitter feed is basically degenerated into Browns jokes 24-7, just killing the Cleveland Browns. You could do worse than that. Not not saying they don't deserve it. Not saying they don't deserve it. It's just just video clips of World Series. You know what that is? That's called low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And you know what? You know what, Pete? And it tastes like victory. (laughs) Eat it up. Eat that Um, low-hanging fruit, Brinson. (laughs) I thought that was going somewhere else entirely. I'm happy. Wait, can you do that again? Do that again, Brinson. I think Brinson just did like an eating noise. <laughs> you can yeah, yeah, it. I like that. I wanted to make sure uh, that, that Desjardins heard that. Hey, speaking of eating, who do you have in this Colts-Texans game, Nick? Um, you just actually stole my thunder completely for the same reasons that you just gave. Basically, that it makes no sense. I'll take the Colts to cover. The yeah, I'm a, I'm, I lost big. I, lost, I got my face handed last week. I'm not trying to figure anything out this week. Just let it happen. So we, so, uh, so we go. But speaking of meeting, yeah, I'm going back into the crevasse. I climbed out. I'm going back. Climbed out. Got punched in the mouth. I'm going back out. And now I'm just sitting here starving, wishing that my wife was firing up some blue apron in the middle of this podcast, so that way I could eat it once the podcast ends. Did you know it's five year anniversary of Blue Apron? And to celebrate, Blue Apron is bringing back its top 20 recipes for throughout the past five years as picked by you, the Blue Apron community. If you're not part of the Blue Apron community or not using Blue Apron, you're a lunatic, a psychopath. Um, you need to grow up and use Blue Apron and you can get these all time favorites by going to blueapron.com backslash pick six. You're also going to get 30 bucks off your free first meal with free shipping when you go to that link and sign up. Um, I have personally used Blue Apron. I've told you guys multiple times that my wife was a terrible cook before we started getting Blue Apron. Now she is an unbelievable cook. She's whipping up creme fraiche, doing all kinds of stuff, spices, um, saffron, things that I've never even heard of. They use sustainable foods. It's affordable for less than 10 bucks per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. I, I don't know if you guys like salmon. I love salmon. They have some of the best salmon you will ever try, and it's shipped to your house. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients. It can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So check out this week's menu and all those favorites from the past five years. Get 30 bucks off your first meal with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash pick six. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals. BlueApron.com slash pick six. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Um, Coming up now is one of my best bets of the week. As the Tennessee Titans, Jason, host the Baltimore Ravens, Marcus Mariota and company are five-point home favorites. <sighs> wait, wait a minute. Because I kept seeing no line. They're five-point. Tennessee's a five-point five favorite. favorites. Tennessee sure in, in, in this in the super contest, the Titans are five point favorites. Yep. Wow. Well, on our dot com, on our site, we're, we're going to go with super contest lines, but on our site, it does Jeez. say 
Yikes. It is five. I'm not you know, this is the, the, hey, Jason, this is the same thing they did against the um, Colts a few weeks, two weeks back, I think, on Monday Night Football, what it was, where um, basically they're they're hedging their bet. They're saying it's going to be five in case Ryan Mallett plays, and then worst-case scenario, it's .5 and Joe Flacco plays. Yeah, I'm taking five points. I mean, both offenses stink. I'm, I don't think either of these teams are going anywhere. I think Baltimore has a better defense. If Baltimore can get up on the ta- on the Titans – they're going to win this game outright. If if Baltimore doesn't, then I think the Titans win. But I don't. I can't say that they're two field goals or a touchdown better than Baltimore. So, give me the points in this instance. If this becomes more of a pick'em, or you know, if if the line changes because it's established that Flacco is going to play, because Flacco is going to play unless he wakes up one morning and has a headache or something, um, you know, then then change your bets accordingly. But. Baltimore stumbled into a little something, I think, with the run game and Collins. If they stick to that outside zone stuff, play a little bit of ball control, um, keep the Titans' defense on the field. Titans' secondary is not any good. That opens up play action. There's a template here for Baltimore to win the game. We'll see if they follow it or not. But give me the points. I'm with you. I don't love them, but uh, you're going to give me five points against the Tennessee Titans, who are bad on defense. And they, you know, they're coming off a bye, so they're rested, but the, the, that kind of is offset by the fact that the Ravens played on a Thursday night. So I, I like Baltimore plus the points to keep it close. I don't know if they win the game, but they'll keep it within that number. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's weird to do this because it is five on the Super Contest. If you were taking it, um, with your guy right now, you'd probably get it about three and a half. That's what Sports Insight is showing. We have point five um, on the site, which I think will probably be updated. As uh, as we move into the week, I am going to take Tennessee. I think they're a better team. No worry you're, about Brady. You're laying the five with the contest oh, line with Tennessee? Five? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really like that. I mean, it's a, yeah. nah, screw By the way, I'll take, just I'll take out of curiosity, how is our line .5? If Flacco wasn't playing, it would have been a, it, it should have been even more. Why 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 is it even close to being .5? I don't get it. I don't know. We don't have, like, Breach didn't have a pick for that. Wilson didn't have a pick for that. Jason didn't have a pick for that. Jamie didn't have any of his picks in somehow. I Jamie always waits till for that. They, they, they kept telling me it was off, but I had to pick it. So I'm like, am I picking it like it's a it's a freaking pick em, or or what am I even picking? Yeah, when I Jamie did my doesn't pick, make his picks till Friday every that's week. Insane. It's ridiculous. That's insane. Um He's winning the, he's winning the, he's like, he's like winning the, winning the, no kidding, he's winning the season because he has to wait till Friday to make his Nick, picks. we got to get on him about that on Sunday. He, he doesn't yeah. make his picks till Friday. And yeah. I'm and the picker. The, I'm the best picker. I'm the best no, picker. And, and and by the way, his start of the week is on Monday night this week, trying to avoid you know, getting getting crushed by us <laughs> during an NFL Sunday. He's like, is there a player on Monday night I can use? Um, uh, you know, I'll take Tennessee. I don't care. I'll lay the five. I don't care. Uh, this is a, the easiest pick of the week, one of the best bets. It's the Baltimore Ravens to cover the five-point spread. I think Corey Davis is going to have a nice game, as Will, as you said earlier. He is back from uh, from that hamstring injury, and I think he's the stud. Remember, he had six for 69 in week number one before he got hurt in week two. So I think Davis becomes a part of this offense. But ultimately, I thought Flacco looked pretty good before he went out with that, that brutal hit last Thursday night against Kiko Alonso. Um, and on that run... 
the run that he got hurt on, he looked pretty healthy to me. Now, I'm not saying he looked like Michael Vick, but he was moving pretty well. He had the first quarter touchdown pass to Macklin. I think the Ravens got a little something cooking here, especially with Alex Collins. I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens won the game outright. One of my best bets, the Baltimore Ravens. Now to the NFC West, where we've got Drew Stanton. How about this? Drew Stanton versus C.J. Beathard, not a marquee quarterback matchup. Drew Stanton for Arizona, visiting San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, the new Niners quarterback, will not play in this game. Might not play all season. Um, Jason, the Cardinals are two-point road favorites. I'm about to wake my dog up who's sleeping on my cat on my uh, chest here on the couch because I <laughs> this game this game shouldn't be played <laughs> this is this is like a relegation match in like European soccer I mean Beathard versus Stanton I mean do I have to I mean you do this is horrible. I picked Arizona, but the more I just sit here and look at this game, the more I just – I almost want to abstain. Like, I might email in to Nate and RJ and say just I'm not – I refuse to pick this game. I'm demonstrating against this. I pick NFL football games. I don't pick whatever this is. That may be what I do. I think that's really the only honorable thing to do. But well, I took Arizona I love, for some reason love, early this week. Love, so. love, 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 love the 49ers in this game. Because I will never, ever, 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 I don't care if Will Brinson's lined up on the other team at quarterback, take Drew Stanton. I think he's atrocious. When I was at practice this summer, I saw him him throw a ball into the roof, and we thought he was hitting the guy in the back of the end zone. He is bad, bad, bad. They should be playing Blaine Gabbert. I can't believe I'm saying that. But Bruce Arians is too loyal to Drew Stanton. It makes no sense. And they will get beat. Remember, they went to overtime the first time they played him, and that was with Carson Palmer. I like the 49ers. In fact, I love the 49ers in this spot. I also love the 49ers. You know what? Oh, God. That's the kiss of death. Get it out of here. Go away, Brinson. I don't want you anywhere near my picks. You're terrible. You're awful. Get out of here. I'm just copying your paper, Pete. I I snuck into Jacksonville. I'm sitting behind you. I'm copying your paper. No, look. I like the 49ers when the line came out because you know why? The Cardinals stink. The Cardinals are a bunch of bums. They're toast. Super Bowl. Look, their quarterback and their starting running back's gone. I mean, if it Super Bowl, is- Super Bowl or bust for Willie Brinson, and then his other team went to what two, three and four last week. You're they in trouble. Lost, they lost I, to the Patriots. I, three, and, three and three and five, but who's counting? Three and five. Chargers are fine. Chargers are fine. They lost to the Patriots. They have their bye week. They'll be fine. Uh, yeah, look, I, the I think the lo- Chargers are going to start making Will Brinson look good. There it is. Um, the card. Look, the Cardinals lost their starting quarterback and their starting running back. They are talking openly. You heard Steve Kime. You heard Bruce Arians. You heard David Johnson talk about it. Shutting down David Johnson for the season. He's probably not going to come back. They're talking about shutting down Carson Palmer for the season and not bringing him back. Um, that's a team that that's called waving the white flag. And I think even coming off the bye, this is a San Francisco team that smells an opportunity for a possible victory here at home as a dog. And look, C.J. Beathard gonna play a little inspired because he knows he's got jimmy g breathing down his neck about to take his job you gotta go out there and win one for the gipster or the garoppolo or whatever it is the 49ers win this game handily honestly i, I kind of am with jason on this one i kind of want to want to abstain i don't even want to make a pick but since i have to i'm gonna put some bad juju on peter prisco i love the san francisco 49ers oh, i don't really God. love them I'm taking the Niners, and this is solely to jinx Prisco Super Contest picks. It's all he does. Since all he does, are you taking him in the contest too? No, hell no, absolutely not. No way. You don't love him. No, but I. But I'm saying I do. I'm saying I do just to put the jinx on on Pete Prisco. Prince already put the jinx on. He's the biggest mush going in that contest. What are you talking about? 
Well, now, now it is now it is the double jinx. Next up, it's Jason Lockanfora's favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks, as they host the Washington Redskins. Jason, your Seahawks, a touchdown favorite at home. Copper, I'm sorry to do this, but I love Like he's Satan. I feel like, like that's no, that's I feel Satan. Like Bill Anselmo right there. I feel like you I'm didn't like name a team. You just like, screamed a lot. <laughs> like no, I'm like he sounds like, like a demon. Yeah. He's a demon. I. <laughs> that is so <laughs> weird. I cracked myself up. <laughs> he's Satan. Like that. That's that's a noise that Satan makes when, when you go to the gates of hell. You're going to need a couple gin and tonics to soothe that throat after that one, by the I way, think, buddy. You know what? You know what? It is. It is, Pete. I think I'm still drunk from last night. Um, <laughs> give me. I love the Seahawks. Washington is beat up. Washington is beat down. The Legion of Boom is not going to let. Do you realize this? I looked this up. Seattle had given up 12 passing plays over 20 yards all season. They gave up. 10 to Watson last week alone, and that doesn't include one for 18 and one for 19. Those 10 passes went for 337 yards and three touchdowns. That's got to be a wake-up call. This is a get-right game for Seattle. They're still at home. They're feeling good. They made the biggest move of any team in the league at the deadline, adding Dwayne Brown. Washington, Kerrigan's beat up. Everybody's beat up. Washington still doesn't have an offensive line. Seattle's defense is going to wreak hell and havoc, much like my satanic voice. This is the one game this week that I... I'm like, like how poor, does he do that? I don't know. You're poor he's, dog. I feel bad for Beelze- his dog. He's Beelzebub. I mean, that's, it's unbelievable. Like, what is the that? The dog is right here. Copper, he's you know what? Right I'm going to sit here and dog. say there's a certain team in this game that has a generational quarterback on it. <laughs> By the name of Russell Wilson, and I love that generational quarterback this week. You know why? That offensive line in in, in Washington Pull that clip might have and send it to me, Eric. They ha- might have one offensive lineman who starts starting this week. That will be bad, bad, bad for Kirk Cousins. The generational quarterback won't even need to have a big day because they'll turn it over two or three times. Jason, you are spot on. I love Seattle. You got to go deeper. Come on, try to like. No, I don't. I don't want. I want to have my voice. Player, I can't. I don't down gin and tonics to soothe soothe bad voices like you do. (laughs) That's right. You figured me out, Pete. That's how. That's that is my mo. Well, I mean, Pete actually is the devil, so Pete could probably be able to figure that out if he really Yeah, tried. and if you realize the devil doesn't have a voice like that, he just does things sneakily. So watch out. That's true. Watch yeah. out, Nick. You're going to get it. The um, God, did he just put the – was he that just, like a death threat? He just I put mean, a loik on you. That's sort, of just, that's sort of Pete's Pete, Don't MOs. leave your house today. Don't He's no, got that one already. By the way, true story, the first NFL Sunday I was ever in the green room at CBS, I was like mocking one of Pete's picks jokingly, and he turns to me, pulls out the Italian horn that he was wearing around his neck, and goes, I'm putting the juju on you. And I was like, what does that mean? Do we get hit by a car when I walk outside? Like, what What, what do you mean, dude? There's, there's like, honestly no telling what it means. Pete, the, the biggest concern you get when Pete, like, puts a satanic hex on you is that there's few people in this world who have a more direct line to Satan than Pete. So it's like, it's not like he's like, it's not like he's like, Oh, maybe something bad will happen to you. He's like, listen, Satan, you owe me from last week. Put a heck, put a hex on Nick and, he, and you're screwed. Um, 
The two biggest concerns, the, the concerns I have about, there are three games I have a concern about. This game, the Seattle-Washington game, because only one person out of our group, Jamie hadn't picked yet, uh, took, took Seattle, oh, took Washington. Everybody took Philly against the spread. Everybody took New Orleans against the spread. That is also usually a bad sign. Yeah. I cannot, however, in good conscience, take the Washington Redskins on the road in this environment with the Redskins, with the Seahawks offense playing as well as it has, and with the Redskins offensive line just completely decimated. I mean, they, they don't have anybody left, and they can't run the ball, so they're forced to pass it, which matches up poorly against the, uh, against the, against the Seahawks. Although a little, no Earl Thomas might be concerning. You gotta, you gotta take the Seahawks here. Um, I, I, I kind of agree. Like I want to take the Redskins here. Maybe like Nick Costos 2016 and, and, and previous would take the Redskins, but I just don't see it happening here. Seattle's defense is going to shut them down. The offensive line's bad. And this Redskins passing game is pretty disjointed. I mean, Jamison Crowder was in the witness protection program the first six, seven weeks of the season. Now he's their number one guy. Terrell Pryor's fallen out of favor. You know, Josh Doxson's playing 80% of the snaps, but can't see any targets. They can't really run the ball. They don't give it to their best running back in Chris Thompson. Jay Gruden looks like weekend at Bernie's on the sidelines. Other than that, it's great for the Redskins. Give me the Seahawks laying the, the seven points. I think you're getting a bargain there with that number. And uh, and Seattle. Next up, Mr. Lockenfora, we have arguably the game of the week as the Kansas City Chiefs go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And uh, Kansas City is a one-point road favorite with Ezekiel Elliott slated to not play due to that suspension. Yeah, I mean, that's still a little open-ended for me. I mean, this is a tough one to call when you don't know his status because the Second Circuit could, you know, swing this thing in a completely different direction. I'm a Dallas skeptic. I remain a Dallas skeptic. I know they've been better the last few weeks, but I, I'm i going with the Chiefs here. Um, I think the Chiefs got figured a few things out Monday night, albeit against a bad Denver team. I think the, the, the Chiefs know how opportunistic they have to be defensively, and I know Dak doesn't turn it over that much, but, but neither does Alex Smith. I think Kansas City finds a way to win the turnover battle here, and they win this game close, but I'm thinking they can win this game by a field goal. I like the Cowboys. I think that offensive line is getting right. The Chiefs can't stop the run. I think they're going to have – I don't care who's back there. They're going to have giant holes to run the football. Uh, I, I This is a bad spot for Kansas City on a short week off a division opponent. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Mm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. What the hell was um, that? In okay. fact, are you imitating somebody there? What is it's that? It's from Office Space. Jesus, you guys are old. Oh. Um, Nick got it right, Nick. Of course. Yeah. Give it to Chiefs. Chiefs. You know why? Because the the Dallas Cowboys just lost Ezekiel Elliott. Good for you on the offensive line. That's great. I'm glad your offensive line is good. It could pave the way for Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. They're not Zeke Elliott. He's the reason that things get going. Kansas City Chiefs have the CBSSports.com midseason MVP on their roster and the midseason offensive player of the year, Kareem Hunt. Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey's balling out. Marcus Peters going to shut down Des Bryant, make the Cowboys you know, stuff eight in the box, make the Cowboys one-dimensional. The Chiefs are going to win on the road. Best bet. Um, to quote Office Space, Will, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. Yes, yes, it is horrible. Uh, I will take the the Dallas Cowboys here. And listen, don't forget about Rod Smith. 
I think Rod Smith's going to get some carries. The undrafted free agent will get some carries for the for the Cowboys um, coming up on Sunday. Look, we'll see Morris. We'll see McFadden, but don't count out Rod Smith. Uh, Pete, I think I'm with you, man. I think Dak's going to have a big game here, even if there's no Zeke. I love Dak Prescott. Cowboys at home here. Give me Dallas to win the game outright over the Kansas City Chiefs. Jason, we move to Sunday Night Football, where the Oakland Raiders travel to Miami to take on the J a JJ less. Miami Dolphins, the Raiders are three-point road favorites. More bad football. I'm going Oakland here. I'm doing it with no conviction. You will not hear me get guttural. I won't even come close to satanic levels. I just, Miami, I mean, it's the worst offense in football. Which I mean, Think about how many teams we've gone through these games and said, what a bad offense, what a bad offense, what a bad offense. This is the worst Um and then I don't, I don't think they're all that hot defensively either. Oakland's defense stinks, but I, I think they score points here. I think they get an early lead, and I think Jake Cutler's ribs become an issue again. I like Miami in this spot. I just think Oakland, you know, they're not they're awful on defense. They can make anybody look good, even if it's you know bad offense like Miami. They're on the road two straight weeks. I know they stayed in Florida at the IMG Academy, but I'm, I'm sure it's you know not rigid. Uh, over there the way, uh, you know, might be for some other teams. So bottom line is I think Miami will find a way. Jay Ajayi getting sent packing is a good message to the rest of those Dolphins. Smart move by Adam Gase. I like Miami. I also like the Dolphins. It uh, doesn't make any sense. I wish it was a 1 o'clock game instead of the Sunday night game. Then I would really like the Dolphins. Um, but, uh, you know, the Raiders aren't good. Sorry, Raiders aren't good. They're not good. And the uh, the Dolphins' defense has been fine. At various points, the Raiders' offense has been okay, but not as good as you think uh, or you would expect. I think Miami just wins this game outright. Yeah, Will, you've been killing me here, man, because you're kind of stealing all my thunder here because you and I, Krev, Krevas. Into the Krevas. <laughs> Listen, I'm with you, man. I don't think the Raiders are that good here, so for them to be three-point road favorites in primetime I think is insane. Addition by subtraction for the Dolphins getting Jay, Jay, Jay out of town. Um, I think the Dolphins win the game outright somehow, some way. The NFL makes no sense. I'll take Miami as well. And we close with Monday Night Football. Mr. Lockhanfora, Matthew Stafford, and the Detroit Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites in Lambeau against Brett Hundley and the Packers. I love Detroit. I can't go, I can't go full satanic on this one either, but this is one of the games I have a stronger feeling about. The, the Lambeau mystique I don't think really matters a whole lot here. Detroit has been unlucky. Detroit's had some crazy stuff happen to them. Detroit's red zone offense is a bit of a failure, but they can move the ball between the 20s. I think they score points here. I'm not a huge believer in Green Bay's defense. Green Bay mentally, I, I think they're still dealing with – I think they're still sort of in mourning and a little bit in denial about just how much losing Aaron Rodgers is going to expose – and when they get behind early and have no hope, like when 10 nothing is now, instead of no big deal, completely hopeless, I, I think that tends to seep into your overall mindset. And then the other team just starts feasting. I'm projecting a lot here, but that Hunley from two weeks ago was no good. I don't know how much better it's going to be now. But Matt Stafford's due for a Matt Stafford signature moment. He's going to have several. I love the Lions. Not so fast over there, buddy. Brett Hundley is going to be unleashed in this game. You know why? They they did not allow him to do anything. 
They didn't against allow Arizona him to State. They didn't allow him to do anything in the first game. They will allow him to do a lot more. Mike McCarthy's going to let him throw the ball down the field a little bit more. I love the Green Bay Packers in this spot. Wow. Wow, PC, you got the old, uh, the old Thursday, Monday sandwich going. Is that right on your best bets? Yes, I do. Mm. I kind of want to love the Packers. I like the Packers. No, 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 no. Go the other way. I don't want you anywhere near my picks. You're a born loser. You're the worst in the contest. You make Clay Travis look good. Jeez. Is he having a bad week? He has a bad year every year. He's the worst. Um, I will, uh, I'm going to take the Packers. Look, it's a home dog in primetime in Lambeau. I mean, come on. Give me the Packers. I think the, the Packers defense will actually do a pretty good job shutting down the Lions. You saw what the Lions did against the Steelers. They're not a they're not a functional team. You can't go in the red zone five times inside the eight yard line and not come over zero points. That's not that's not a functional offense. I'll take the Packers. Not because Brett Hundley will be unleashed. I do think Brett Hundley will be better after the bye week than people expect. Mike McCarthy cooking up a must win game plan. I like the Packers in this spot. I kind of want to make it a best bet just to totally derail Pete, but I'm not going. Yeah, to. but you're due though, so you know what? That might not be a bad thing. I, I might like I the Jets too. I like the Jets this week. I, I like the Jets also, by the way, coming up as we tape this on Thursday afternoon. You will hear it on Friday. I like the Jets. Will likes the Jets. Pete likes the Jets. Actually, Jets, one of Pete's bets. Bets. Jason, you have a pick that you'd like to give us here on Bills and Jets. Bills minus three uh, at the Jets on Thursday night. I like the Bills. Uh, good football team. Don't beat themselves. Tyrod Taylor, fewest giveaways of, of – uh, any quarterback in the NFL has only turned it over two times total all year. They will establish a dominance in the run game. Jets are a little beat up up front. Mo Wilkerson's not been right. Um, you know, for all they've accomplished, hasn't been Leonard Williams' best year. Buffalo will establish a physical dominance. The Jets had their run. I thought they'd win three in a row, and they would. But they're playing better teams now, and they're going to have issues. McCown. Half season in, he starts hitting the wall a little bit. He's a hell of an athlete. He's a gamer, but he's, like, as old as I am. It catches up to everybody. Um, I like the Bills here. I I, 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 don't, I won't say I love them, but I really, really like them. I think they'll stifle uh, the Jets offensively, and I think they'll run the ball down their throats a little bit. Pete, now that we've determined that Josh McCown and JLC are the same age, the question is, will Josh McCown make it to age 50? Yes. Who has better odds athlete. of making it to 50, JLC or, or McCown, Pete? Oh, it's easily McCown. He's a great athlete. Jesus, he's playing. Gets, his spleen ruptures once a year on the football field. He's like, ah, yeah, his liver's safe at least. Yeah, but I take right. the spleen over the liver any day, and you know how Jason's liver is, so you got that. Right. Let's go. Uh, Hashtag you know, cirrhosis. Just, just for for uh, truthfulness and accounting purposes, Prisco dresses up as the Grim, Re- Grim Reaper every Halloween. Well, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to dress up. He is the great. Hey, Jason, Jason, yeah. Jason, your Jason, your your liver looks like a shriveled up old, yeah. uh, bright, bright orange like lima bean. Hungarian yeah, I, woman. I, I dress up as a shriveled up liver, dipping into the world's biggest glass of gin and tonic. That was supposed to be a setup, so you could say you think my liver looks like Prisco. Uh, um, you think my liver looks like Prisco? Yeah. What? There you go. Edit that middle part Thanks. out. Yeah, that's a funny joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. or, or, you hung, or, or, you Hungarian or woman. <laughs> to, uh, to Monday Night Football, back back to here, my pick for this game. I'm with you, Will. Um, it's not going to be a best bet just because I kind of need to see it from Brett Hundley before I believe it. But this is – they want you to take Detroit here, so I'll go the other way. I suck on Monday Night Football, but I will take the Packers. Mr. Monday um, Not, he's admitting it. He's Mr. Monday I mean, Not. 
What do you want me to say? I lose every week. I mean, some of them not my fault, like really bad beats. But what are you gonna do? Uh, they're always not your fault. My fault. How no, is mean, look, the? Uh... No, no, no. Let me. Let, and you guys tell me if you disagree. And be honest. The Redskins Chiefs game at Arrowhead with the lateral at the end. The Colts Titans game in Tennessee with the meaningless Derrick Henry seventy yard touchdown run. You think those are 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 good beats, or you think those are bad beats? Those are those are I think called that's the NFL. It's welcome the to the NFL, NFL 2017, hun. He never remembers the ones he gets like that, though, does he? Right. He, so right. Pete, be, be honest here, Pete. Have I gotten screwed more often than not this year? Yes or no? Those two were those two were bad. Yeah. You're welcome, unbelievable. Welcome you never admit it. Yeah. Thanks, all that jerk. You know um, what? Though, wait, wait, you know wait, what it makes we... you though? It makes you a giant loser. The um, I should note, uh, two reviews came in. He's I like them. They're very nice. Uh, from SB underscore Cubs five, good podcast, but stop talking over each other. I enjoy the podcast, but for the love of God, please stop talking, screaming over each other. I agree. That's something we're going to work on. Um, can't, everybody can't gets De- a excited. Can't Desjardins edit that stuff before all coming in on different mics and stuff? Can he no, clean that up? At least like once a show, there'll be three of us like screaming at once and you can't hear anything. Like I can't hear anything. So I mean, I'm sure it's something that's annoying yeah. if you're at a treadmill. Um, the other one, also awesome and very applicable, NFL Insider News from Irish Jackson, five stars, thank you. And by the way, SB Cubs, four stars, complaint, I like that, that's very nice of you. Um, Irish Jackson, five stars, I don't know if these four knuckleheads like or hate each other, but I do know that I love this podcast. That is a quality review, thanks for the uh, shout That's great, good stuff. Yeah, the answer is that we hate each other, obviously. Um, so let's get our best bets here, Jason. I know you don't like to give – it really depends. 1-800-LOCK-AND-4-A here. Um, what are your favorite picks of the week, Jason? And to, please don't give us the Satan voice. Uh, I like the Lions. I like uh, Seattle. I mean, those are the ones I love. I have to give you five? I'm not no, you're, 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 no, no, Jason, you don't have to give us five. Yeah, I, I just uh, – I really don't love this week, so I'll go with those two. You know what? If you I don't have, love do any three. week. What the hell are you talking about? And you don't I'll love do, any I'll week, do Buffalo, any game. I'll do the Buffalo football bills tonight, so I'll give you those three. We need, uh, a, we need that we – need, we need that each day is the worst day of my life. <laughs> no, no, no. It's each, so what you're saying is each day is the worst day. He goes, man, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, that's from the office. What is that from? Uh, that's from another space. movie. Am I missing something again? Jason, Jason, have you never seen Office Space? Maybe the funniest movie I have, ever. but I don't remember. Dude, I saw it like 50 years ago when it. I don't like uh, rock out to the soundtrack and like memorize it or anything. I bet you do rock out to the soundtrack because it's pretty good. Um, is it really? I have no oh, idea yeah. on the soundtrack. What would you do All if right, you had a. My time uh... is up, gentlemen. Got All right, Jason, it's a pleasure. All right, we will. And we will go talk to uh, – oh, yeah, we got to give our best bets too. My my best bets, Jets tonight, Falcons, 49ers, Seahawks, and Green Bay Packers. Cool, cool. Um, I'm looking at these best bets, and I hate them, so I love them. I'm going to take the uh, – I'm going to take the Jets tonight too, Pete. Hope you like that one. You're copying me. You're bringing me down to your abyss. I mean, I've got it written down right here. I don't know what you want from me. It's the uh, crevasse, the... by the way, not the abyss, the crevasse. It's the crevasse. Uh, I will go against you, Pete, just to make you feel better. Take the Carolina Panthers. But don't, Homer. I don't like it. Don't like it. Um, it's probably a loser. I got the Chiefs. I got the 49ers, and I got the Dolphins. God, I mean, these teams suck. These are terrible teams, terrible picks, losers. I got I two of we... them. I don't think I don't think we um did we have a uh 
Kiss of Death parlay action? I don't think we had any. We I, don't, agree- I don't think we did. I don't think we. I don't think all of us agree. No, oh, oh, you know what top it is? Five right now that he'll change three times before Saturday. I, I have never Washington. changed my top five once. Zero. Washington. Times. Washington is the kiss of death bet. Everybody likes Seattle. All right. Are you ready for my picks? Yes. Let's hear them. Whatever. I'm. I'm going to do it. By the way, I'm going to do something that I wasn't going to do when we made our picks about ten minutes ago. But I'm going to pull the trigger. Best bet number one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus seven in New Orleans. Best bet number two, the Denver Broncos, plus the eight and a half in Philly, and I think Denver wins outright. Best bet number three, the Ravens, plus five in Tennessee. Best bet number four, the Miami Dolphins, plus three at home against the Raiders on Sunday night. And best bet number five, Mr. Monday Night rides again. I can't even say it with a straight face. The Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. Let Brett Hundley loose. Let's go Packers on Monday night. Go Pack, go. So my best bets, the Bucks, the Broncos, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Green Bay Packers. So that means that we we, me and Nick have one the same, and me and uh, Brinson have two. You can tell Nick is in a dark, dark spot because he went five underdogs. He's not even sure if he hates these teams. (laughs) Uh, That is a dark spot. But look, I I like that. By by the way, let me just tell our audience, at last week at about uh, 4 o'clock, Nick officially said he no longer cares about the picks in the contest because he's so far behind everybody. That is that is not what I said. I, I said in week two, I can't care as much about it because we make our picks on Thursday afternoon. Which no, is no. Ridiculous. Sunday, Sunday last week, you said the same exact thing. You were I care. You didn't care about your picks anymore because you're lagging behind. Don't tell you didn't. No, not that I'm lagging behind. It's because we make the picks on Thursday. So what's the point? You could change it. We got to. You could change him, Nick. We gave you that option. Don't forget. No, no, no. no. You are. You are the freaking. You are the freaking worst, man. Like you are. This is. This is classic Prisco. Like like bait and switch, rope and dope. It's unbelievable. He will sit there and root against you for three hours, and then after you lose, go. You know, I really wish you had won. That's classic. Pete. Oh Not yeah. The you can never change. You can never change your picks. You can never change your picks. He changes his picks all the time. Oh, by the way, Nick, you, you're more than welcome to change your picks if you want. Jerk. And. And he wants you to change your picks because when you do, he can be like, oh, you want it. It's because you change it. But if you lose, no. he's like, oh, you no, change it at the win, last he, second. He's, he's the epitome of evil. He really he's is. Satan. He, if, Satan. If, yes. Nick, if Nick is ahead in the contest, he's all in. He's running his mouth on, on everything, and he's the best and the greatest and everything else. But now that he's having a bad year – He's if by four o'clock every every Sunday he starts slinking down in his chair. He's all miserable and angry. His fantasy teams are going crap. I mean, come on. I'm, a, I'm actually eight zero in my big league, so my fantasy teams are are, are far from crap. Um, and and so by the way, uh, yeah. in our FFT league, who's in third place? Yeah, you Second you destroyed place. me. You destroyed me last week by virtue Pete's, of Z. Pete's on a roll. Play. Pete's on a roll. But it, the, remember, it's the points that matter, right? Not the not the actual um, the. Oh, I'm in. I'm in, I'm way back. Right? Oh no, Pete, yes, you're in third place, buddy. Yeah, you're in third place. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you were bragging about it. Pete. Nick is uh, 121 back of the lead. I'm 178, and Pete is 186. So that's actually kind of tight. It's gonna be awkward when Pete finishes like 10 and three and, and third in points. That's gonna be pretty annoying. It, yeah, it, you yeah. know what? Though, if I finish 10 and three and make the playoffs, Jamie has to give me a hundred. He bet me a hundred bucks that wouldn't make the playoffs. That, that is true. They made, Jamie Ooh. bet him a hundred bucks that Pete wouldn't make the playoffs. Well, I like that. We should tank against Pete coming up. That should be the start of the week. <laughs> All right. So listen. Joe <laughs> uh, no, Mixon. Joe Mixon. And then he tried we'll wipe, to we'll wipe our podcast. Week. We'll wipe our podcast bet off, and then we'll just tank for Pete so he wins the money from Jamie. You um, know that, Nick? 
He tried to justify Joe Mixon getting like 11 points last week as the start of the week. Yeah, right. what, about, what about Chris Carson with the uh, with, with with whatever injury that was? <laughs> we got Dan Who Scott's is it Monday training. night, by the way? Aaron Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of like got, it. Let's go talk to Dan Fouts, Hall of Famer, CBS Sports NFL, broad, CBS, NFL and CBS broadcaster, doing the Philly-Denver game. He's going to watch Brock Osweiler, according to Nick Costos, upset the Eagles. And Carson Wentz. Let's talk to Dan. All right, joining us now, Dan Fouts, who will be calling the Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos. And, Dan, there's some news that came down on Wednesday that certainly impacts the game uh, that you'll be on on, on the horn with with uh, Ian Eagle. And it's Brock Osweiler getting the nod over Trevor Simeon. Is that something that surprises you? And do you think Osweiler will be able to have any success against what has been a terrifying uh, front four for the Philadelphia Eagles so far this year? Well, that's right. I mean, the Eagles present a tremendous challenge for any quarterback, but uh, the Broncos are struggling and they need uh, need to turn things around. And, you know, Osweiler has, has got the experience and, you know, he was successful for a bit there in Denver that landed him that big contract in Houston. But, uh, you know, this, this challenge against this Eagle defense uh, in Philadelphia is going to be a big one for the Broncos. Yeah, certainly. We saw them get the running game going a little bit, maybe a little more difficult. Um, on the other side of the ball, we saw Alex Smith and the Chiefs offense against a tremendous Broncos defense play pretty well. Uh, one of the, Alex Smith, one of the MVP candidates, along with Carson Wentz, a rising young second-year quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you see in him that makes him a viable MVP candidate, and do you consider him one of the best uh, young quarterbacks in the league right now? Well, I think he is one of the best young quarterbacks. Uh, you look at uh, the fact they're seven and one halfway through the season. And, you know, one of the big things about when you watch a young quarterback is how does he handle the pressure situations? You know, the red zone, the, or when you're backed up in your own end of the field or third down conversions. Sure. And uh, the Eagles have been very good at third down conversions. And a lot of that has to do with the competitiveness of, of Wentz. I mean, he's, he never gives up on a play. He always seems to be fighting for, you know, extra time in the pocket. He's a, a capable runner with the ball and the option. And I think that, uh, you know, with the with the way the Eagles are playing and now with the picking up Jay Ajayi, uh, they've got a lot more, uh, you know, diversity in their running attack, which has been key for Wentz as well. Dan, in, in 1981, you threw 609 passes, which was then the most at the time. It now ranks 42nd all time when you look at the numbers. Do you ever sit back and think, boy, this game has changed so much. How would I be able to play and function with the rules the way they are right now and the way defenses play? Well, I, I try not to go back 30 years. <laughs> you know, that's that's a, a long time. I can barely remember that far back. But uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, if you go back to those days, you go back to Don Coriel and when he came to San Diego, that's really when, Things turned around for me personally, obviously, but also for the passing game in the NFL, because uh, since that point, uh, we've seen an explosion. And uh, just that statistic alone gives you an idea of, of the, you know, the way coaches look at the passing game now, as opposed to the way they looked at it 30, 40 years ago. And there's a lot more defenses out there now in terms of the coverages and all that. And I was watching the game with some players one day, and we were watching it from the 90s even, and there wasn't as much pre-snap movement, and, and it seemed a lot bait, more bait. It's almost like they've taken the physical part of it out, but it's become more of a cerebral game at the line of scrimmage. 
Well, you know, that's a good point because a lot more quarterbacks are trying to get into the perfect play and they have that latitude from their coaches to do that. And uh, so they, they spend a lot more time calling the plays at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, and there are more complex defenses being played today, but it's amazing. You don't see them being played as well as the basic defenses back, uh, you know, a long time ago. Yeah, Dan, I, I wonder too, I know it's their bye week, but the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are have had an up and down season so far this year. Do you one, you know, is are you seeing a team that is starting to get things going? Maybe can come out of the bye and, and get a little warm after a disappointing loss to the to the Patriots. And two, how much of an impediment is the Los Angeles fan situation right now? Well, the, the fan situation is is difficult. There's no question. I mean. Uh, Every game in uh, Carson at the StubHub Centers, uh, in reality, but turned into a road game for the Chargers, which is unfortunate. But um, until they establish a fan base and still they win, uh, once they start winning on a consistent basis, uh, maybe that will happen. Uh, but they're, they're a good team. I mean, defensively, they're very solid. And when you've got Philip Rivers uh, pulling the trigger for you, uh, you've always got a chance in every game. But Against New England, they they just self-destructed. Against, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you can't make mistakes, and the Chargers made way too many. Dan, I, I'm a stubborn guy. I was one of those guys that always <laughs> believed in it, and I loved Eric Coriel. I loved Dan Marino playing from the pocket, but I've been stubborn about it that the game is meant to be played in the pocket. But the way offensive lines are now and how fast the defenses are, I'm kind of coming around to the guy being able to make you know, hay with his legs, but keep his head up and throw the ball down the field. Do you see that changing in that evolution now? And, and do you think it's a byproduct of the way the offensive lines are playing right now? Uh, yeah, I think it's all of, all of that. Uh, you know, obviously the, the athletes that are coming into playing quarterback in the NFL today are, are uh, a lot more mobile, uh, but still the most successful quarterback, uh, maybe in the history of the game is a pocket passer by the name of Tom Brady. So, you know, offenses are designed to protect the quarterback in the pocket. And, uh, you know, if you can buy time by moving there and then escaping, uh, then you're, you're in good shape. But it's not designed to be a mobile passing game uh, unless, it, you know, the plays are called for rollouts and things like that. You know, Dan, I was looking through, um, I, we're doing our midseason awards and stuff like that. And, and for the most part, it's been a few handful of quarterbacks. I noticed, I believe that you had uh, Le'Veon Bell submitted as your MVP. Is that, is that right? Did I read that correctly? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could you kind of walk me through that? I, I like the pick. I think it's a little, I think it's not, it's not necessarily outside the box. He's been fantastic. But with all the focus on Wentz and Alex Smith, Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, uh, how did you, how did you focus in on Bell? And do you see the Steelers sort of emerging as, you know, if they focus on Bell as the focal point, as the real contender in the AFC? Well, right now, you know, the way the Steelers have, have fought through uh, some issues, if you will, uh, <laughs> the constant has been Bell. And with, with Bell, you know, he's a great receiver and obviously a great runner. Uh, so it allows the Steelers to do a lot of things. And they have a lot of talent on that offense. But really the benefit, uh, the, the benefactor for all that, is really the guy that pulling the trigger, and that's Roethlisberger. So uh, with Bell, you've, you've got a guy that uh, is, is the most versatile back in the league and maybe the most dangerous. And that's why at this point, with the Steelers with the record that they have, uh, I, I, I gave him the nod. Dan, every year the quarterbacks come out in the draft class, and we say this guy's going to be good, that guy's going to be good, and then we have busts, and we have guys that are better than we expected them to be. 
In your evaluation, and you played the position, you understand it as well as anybody, what are the two most important things when you evaluate a quarterback, and what is the two most important things for a quarterback to be successful? Wow, that's, uh, there, there's a lot that goes into it. I, I think the one thing that you can't ever measure in any player uh, is, a, is a player's heart. Um, and, and uh, you know, you, you can't give him a test for that. Either he has one or he doesn't. And that, that leads to courage and, and the toughness that you need in the pocket. Uh, the physical sc- skills have got to be there. But more important than a strong arm is, is anticipation, in my mind. Uh, being able to know where your receiver is going to go uh, and then dropping it into that zone if you have to or, or knowing where the defense's weaknesses are and taking advantage of it and not waiting for a guy to get, get open, throwing him open before he gets there. So, you know, heart and anticipation would be the two ingredients that I'd, I'd look for. With uh, with that in mind, you had Deshaun Watson as your rookie of the year at the midpoint, and I can't disagree with it. And I almost think that the the heart factor plays a huge role in Watson. Because like, this guy this guy went head toe to toe with Nick Saban twice in college and beat him once on the biggest possible stage, and yet we all sort of discounted him when we started to get into the scouting process. Is that something that you think is a little not overblown, but do we do we outthink ourselves when we start looking at these quarterbacks coming into coming into the NFL? Well, obviously there there's some hits and there's some misses. Uh, it's the most difficult position to to really scout and to and to judge uh, because there's nothing like the NFL and, and what the NFL defenses can throw at you. Uh, you know, even uh, playing the great Alabama teams, uh, you know, and how great they've been over the last couple of years. Uh, the step from that up to the NFL is a huge step. But Watson, as you talked about, uh, you know, that championship game against Alabama last year was uh, just a preview of what he's all about. It's the the coolness under pressure. It's the ability to deliver. It's toughness. It's agility. Uh, He's got the whole package. And plus, on top of all that, he's a solid citizen and, uh, and a guy that's a great teammate. Dan, when you were when you were playing quarterback, you played for Eric Coriel, as you mentioned. It, back then, it almost seemed like you guys were frowned upon as, oh, my, look at that team. They're throwing the football around. They're not doing it the right way. Did you ever get a sense of that from other people and other players in the league? Uh, not really. I, I, the thing that I got from a lot of uh, quarterbacks and even retired quarterbacks that you'd meet at different functions in the offseason is they were jealous. <laughs> they said, boy, that must be fun what you're doing. and of course it was, and, and uh, it was, uh, you know, cutting edge and all that. But, uh, you know, our opponents, they, they feared the, our passing attack. Uh, they never told us. They would probably like us to run the ball more. Your, the passing tree was Don Coriel's innovation, and, and, I mean, you still see it every Sunday, right? I mean, it's the same thing that he, he put in way back in the day. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, as, you know, you talk about, formations and shifting and all these different things before the snap. And, and that's all been a part of Coriel's uh, package, uh, you know, substitutions. Uh, perhaps the biggest, uh, most glaring or noticeable uh, type of uh, situation is, is the big tight ends that can move like wide receivers now. You know, we had Kellen Winslow, who was kind of the prototype of that. Uh, you want to be able to find a mismatch wherever you can over the field and, uh, you know, take advantage of it. And when you've got an athletic tight end, which seems like every team has either got one or searching for one now, 
you move him in different positions. You know, he's a regular tight end. He's on the wing. He's in motion. He's uh, out wide. Uh, he's uh, singled up. Uh, and that's how you find those mismatches. And, and uh, again, that goes back, you know, even before Winslow, uh, Coriel in St. Louis, when he was a coach of the Cardinals, he had Jackie Smith, a Hall of Famer at tight end. So it's always been a big part of his thinking. And uh, you're going to see a pretty good tight end coming up this Sunday when the uh, Zach Ertz and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles go head-to-head against the Denver Broncos on CBS. Dan Fouts and I and Eagle calling that. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Great insight. And I uh, look forward to hearing you on the call this Sunday. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care.